Good afternoon. This is Bill Allen coming to you live from downtown Tyler, Texas in the West Irwin Church of Christ. Glad to have you joining along today as we look ahead to the Memorial Day weekend. And I hope that your week has gone well and you are enjoying this uh, late spring in Texas that we're going to get hot really quick. And uh, but that's exactly what we expect wanted to welcome you to our study today we're going to be in psalm 66 but i wanted to show you a couple of things you normally i usually have my wife's picture here the lovely joyce former joyce long but i had a couple of other pictures here this one right here in the middle the small one is of my dad and another gentleman who are uh, singing on the radio in jasper texas uh, KTXJ. I'd move those, but I'm afraid that I would never be able to get them back just right, and then the lesson would go long, and we don't want that. So, but uh, my my dad and another gentleman singing on the radio a long time ago. I would imagine that it was right around uh, just after World War II, perhaps maybe just a little bit before. My dad born in 1920, but the other picture, this one back here, uh, right there with the two beautiful shots, that is my mother, and uh, she was born in 1925. And the reason I'm uh, showing you that is because I love those pictures, but, and just found the one of my mom as we were going through some stuff over the last few days and brought it up here to the office, but, um, uh, with her being born in 1925, I was trying to think as I was staring at that picture this week, I wonder what year she graduated. Well, she graduated if she was born in 1925, in May, May 8th. She graduated uh, at age 18, which is what I figure. Then that was 1943, and that was right in the middle of World War II, right in the thick of things. and. You know, we just honored our graduates here at West Irwin Church of Christ this past Sunday. Our youth minister, Tucker Sullivan, preached a wonderful sermon uh, based from uh, the story of the loving father and the two prodigal sons from Luke 15. But um, uh, we honored those graduates. And as we think about the graduates of the last several years, we're thinking, wow, they've really been through a lot with the pandemic and with uh, a lot of the political turmoil and everything that's going on in these days. And yeah, that's a difficult thing and I hate that for them. But as I reflected on my mother's uh, picture today or this week, I thought, well, wow, boy, think of those teenagers and graduates as they um, finished out their high school years in the midst of a horrible world war and uh, they i'm sure like everyone else during that time they not only were um, willing to sacrifice for uh, a, a lot of the joys that they would typically have but they also joined in the efforts so many in this country and around the world joined in to help the allied efforts um, and it was um, i'm sure that was a, a very memorable and wonderful Thing. My dad and my two uncles fought in World War II. All three came back alive, which was a great, great blessing, uh, as so many did not. But I, I wanted to share that with you because, again, I love those pictures of my dad singing on the radio and my mom uh, from her uh, senior pictures. But also this coming Monday is Memorial Day, and so I thought that I would pay a little bit of tribute to all of you who have served our country and who have uh, um, sacrificed so very much 
uh, and for those who have given the ultimate sacrifice, which are the ones that we especially remember on uh, Memorial Day. Uh, we continue to pray for our nation and for our world, for our communities, for our state, and I know that you're very, very fervently doing that uh, as well. Uh, and so with that in mind, we're turning today to uh, Psalm 66. And Psalm 66 is one of those that calls on everyone in the whole world to praise uh, the living God, the creator of the universe. Uh, but it also calls, it speaks part of it from an individual perspective at the end. But most of it is from a, a group. Uh, the plural <laughs> is uh, called on. And, uh, and the psalmist remembers not only the, the different ways that God has blessed his people, but also remembers the times when God tested his people and brought them through it. So Psalm 66, shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. Boy, what a fabulous beginning to this psalm, Psalm 66. And it gives you the impression that, wow, the psalmist, everything was going right for him and for his people. God must have been surely blessing them over and over again. And, and the psalmist does reflect on those great blessings and calls on everyone uh, the whole earth, really, to praise God. We think sometimes that only in the New Testament is God concerned about everyone, all of mankind. In the Old Testament, he's only concerned about his people, the Jews, but that's not it. They were all created in his image. And the Jewish nation, the Jewish people, were called upon to uh, reflect God's glory and his will to their world, just like we are in our world. A little bit different, of course, as the, the Jewish law was in effect after the time of Moses. But um, still uh, called upon, we look at the plagues in Egypt, and so many times as Moses speaks about that, uh, it is so that all the world will know that God, the God of, of Israel, is the one true and living God. The psalmist uh, points to God and calls on uh, those to join him in prayer and praise of the one true and living God, not of any person, not of any group, uh, but uh, to join him in worship. And um, uh, the Kellers write, there is nothing more evangelistic, nothing that will win the world more than glorious worship. And so this is a good time to uh, remember Tim Keller, who is the author of this book, The Songs of Jesus, along with his wife, Kathy. And he passed away just recently, but what, a, what an incredible author and churchman, uh, Timothy Keller, uh, was I think if you have a chance to read any of his works, uh, I would certainly uh, recommend that, including this one, a daily devotional guide on the Psalms based on uh, the gospel, based on Jesus reflecting on this song and prayer book of his people in the first century. So we continue on in Psalm 66, starting in verse 6. He turned the sea into dry land, they pass through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. 
Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. And again, we're thinking, well, the psalmist, he has a great life. I mean, God is his God. He's part of the people of God. God looks out for them, protects them, even in the days of, of Moses, going through the Red Sea later in the days of Joshua, going through the Jordan River, all of the times when uh, he protected his people and gave them victory. And then you get to verse 10. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Hard to tell, I think, with the Psalms. The only way you can tell the setting is by the context. And so this context seems to indicate that um, this is a psalm after uh, the wilderness wanderings, reflecting back on those days when the people of God were in Egyptian bondage and then uh, going through the wilderness for 40 years and all the ways that they were tested. And so the psalmist acknowledges, he's calling everyone to praise God for all of the ways that he blesses his people, but but he also acknowledges, God, you tested us. You refined us like silver. The New Testament uses that same kind of image, purifying us uh, through sometimes a very difficult process. And so if you're going through hardships right now, and of course in our country and in our world over the last several years, it's been very hard and it's certainly hard uh, today, um, then see it as a chance to grow your faith, not to lose your faith, but to actually increase your faith. Because if God allows things to happen to you that um, are a struggle, then he's doing that for a reason. He's doing that so that you will realize the God who delivers Moses and, and the Old Testament Jews is the God who delivers you today as well. You let people ride over our heads, the psalmist says. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance, recognizing the road was difficult, but that God saw them through that, and he will see you through everything that you're going through as well. God is seen as present in every one of the sufferings that are listed in these verses. God allows them in order to refine us into something precious, great, and beautiful, and I believe that. Joseph is another example. Abraham, Isaac, and, and uh, uh, Jacob, and then Jacob's son, Joseph, betrayed by his brothers, uh, living for 13 years uh, as, a, as a slave, um, even in prison some of that time, and yet uh, God was watchful over him, and he hang, hung in there with God, and God made him second in command of Egypt, the world power of the day second only to Pharaoh himself to bring about the deliverance of his people. So whatever hardship you're going through right now, just remember uh, God is there with you. He is present with you just as he was with Joseph, just as he in guiding his people to Egypt because of the famine in Palestine and just as he was in the days of Moses and Joshua uh, to get them out of Egypt and to bring them to that land of abundance and beauty. Um, verses 13 through 16 now 
of uh, Psalm 66. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you, vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come in here, verse 16, all you who fear God, let me tell you what he has done for me. Boy, what a great few verses in Psalm 66. The psalmist recognized and acknowledged that he went through some difficult times. But now he's speaking individually and he says, I will come into your temple. I will fulfill my vows for you. Likely during those difficult times, uh, the people called on God, including the psalmist, and called on God to deliver and said, Lord, if you will just deliver me, I promise, I vow that I will do this or that. I'm not sure that's usually such a good idea, but the Old Testament says in the book of Ecclesiastes and elsewhere, if you're going to vow, be sure you come through on your vows. Better not to vow than to vow and then not do it. Well, the psalmist here was willing to make those promises and to vow, uh, make those vows, but he's also coming through on what he had promised to God now that God had delivered him. And not only that, but he's willing to tell everyone about it. Come in here, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what God has done for me. Can you say that today? Come in here, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. What a great call, not just to worship and praise, but to share his message, to share the blessings that God has given us. We sing the old song, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and that's a good thing for us all to do and to thank God for those things. But how about telling someone else about how God has blessed you? Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. Fill a heart full of gratitude is not going to sit on that, but is going to praise God first of all, and then is going to be so excited to tell other people, here's what God has done for me. What a great, great passage. And then finally, the ending verses of Psalm 66, starting in verse 17, I cried out to him with my mouth, his praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Not only do we give God our praise, that's part of the, the principle of prayer and praise, but we give him uh, gratitude and thankfulness for what he has done for us. We acknowledge the difficulties that he has put us through, or at least allowed us to go through. Uh, the psalmist seems to think that it was God who was behind that to try to help his people mature in their faith. And now he's been delivered, and so he's uh, honoring the promises he made to God, and he's telling everyone what great things God has done for him. But the psalmist also acknowledges, acknowledges that he's a sinful man. And as he writes this, he says, you know, I know that if I had cherished sin in my heart, if I had held on to that sinful path, and not turned to the Lord, but actually turned away from him in that time of trouble, he would have never heard my prayer. But God has surely listened, he says, and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. 
And so I ask you this difficult question today. Is there something blocking your prayer life today? Is there something that's keeping you from voicing your prayers to the Lord? Is there something, some sin, some um, animosity, something in your heart that's that's causing you to wonder if God is even listening, if God is hearing your prayers? He hears. He hears. But just as the psalmist says, he wants us uh, to be faithful to him. That old song, Trust and Obey, fits perfectly here. We trust in the Lord to hear our prayers and to answer and to deliver. But we are also called to be obedient to him, to live according to his will, his word, and to honor him and give him the praise for all the good things in our lives, not find that praise ourselves. Praise must accompany petition. The psalmist cried out when he was in trouble, as we've read, but at the very same time praised God. His praise was on my tongue. The psalmist wrote, this settles the heart even before you get the answer. Even while you're still going through it, you can praise God, knowing that the God who delivered his people in the past, that the God who has delivered you even in your past, will deliver you today as well. It may not look exactly like you expect, but he will do that. Um, we're not required to be perfectly holy. That's why Jesus came and lived and died. But we are called upon to have that desire to be on that path, to walk in the light, to lean on Jesus Christ and his blood for our forgiveness, and to have that willingness, as the psalmist did, to turn away from sin. Um, so let's close our, our study today with this word of prayer. Father, we acknowledge that we get off the road sometimes that leads to you and we pray for your forgiveness father we know that um, you are the great god you are the creator you are the sustainer you are the savior and we praise you father we know that at times we go through difficulties and struggles even your son said in this world you will have trouble but he also followed that up with this statement take heart i have overcome the world. And so, Father, just as you have delivered your people in the past, we know that you will deliver us. And we praise you for that deliverance when we receive it. And we praise you for that deliverance even before it happens. We're that sure of your presence. Father, thank you for being present with us. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your deliverance. And now, Father, help us to be ones who are willing to call on everyone to come around us and say, come, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Father, we pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I hope that uh, uh, as you go through this coming weekend, that you remember not just those who have fallen in uh, service to our country or to our cause, but that you will also take a moment to remember Jesus Christ. Um, and that ultimate memorial on Sunday, the Lord's Supper, that remembers him and his sacrifice, remembers his resurrection and the empty tomb, and also remembers the call that he has given us uh, to call out to others, come and hear what the Lord has done for me. God bless, and I'll see you on Tuesday.